Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll f- always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. But other people will say, hey, there's a a tactical way to use Nick Chubb and it's not necessarily giving him 25, 30 touches, like giving him the Derrick Henry treatment. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? I I know what your thoughts are, but what are your thoughts on, you know, the people who say, Hey, let's calm down a little bit. It's spread the ball out. Well, well, we see what's happening when we're spreading the ball out. Two and five. That's what's happening. So the, the, in, in years past before injuries, the Derrick Henry effect has gotten Tennessee to the playoffs and, and won a couple games because they rode their horse. And, and I'm not saying Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb has to carry the ball 30, 40 times a game. I'm saying you need to use him when it is necessary. I mean, people talking about, because I brought up the point yesterday on, on Twitter that um, Chicago ran the ball 45 times or 42 times or whatever it was in, in beating New England. Everybody was like, well, they got penalties. They were playing with the lead and all that. That That's all fine and dandy. You can play from behind and still run the ball. People think just because you're behind, that means you can't run the ball. That is, that is not true. I mean, when you're talking about three scores, okay, maybe. But if you're talking about, say, New England, 17 17- six after they come out of half it was 10 six at halftime they come out and score they make it 17 six we run six plays not counting the punt uh two of them are runs four of them are passes the seventh i believe was an interception so that's what i'm saying when you have someone like that who's averaging almost five yards a carry you use that it's not it's it's when and how you do it we just get away from it, and then all of a sudden we expect to run the ball. No. It's, it's how we call the plays and how we use it that's killing us. And, that's the, and that becomes a problem. I mean, just the other day, playing in, in the Baltimore game, we're, we're, we're trailing, and, and, and what do we do? We go to the run. What do we do? Bam, 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 down the field and score. We don't do that consistently because we don't know who we are. We still haven't figured out who we are. I know who we should be, but I don't think those guys over there in that locker room know who they are. And that's why they're talking about screaming, we, where's the leadership? Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get, we're gonna get uh, into that too. Um, and yeah, I, I understand. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people don't necessarily want Stefanski to give up the play calling but they want him to improve his play calling in certain situations and that includes 
some people saying that he should give Chubb the ball at the goal line, which that's what we have Kareem Hunt for. And I know Kareem isn't this year hasn't been used as much as we would like. He's had 20, 20 rushing yards in the last two games, but you put him on the goal line, he's getting you a touchdown. And I, I think that's something that Stefanski likes. And when Nick Chubb does not have some of these breakout runs on um, just a drive and he kind of gets swallowed up a little bit, maybe gets two, three extra lucky yards just from stumbling forward. Maybe Stefanski gets scared. And then that's where he kind of, it starts to trail off from the run game. So I really don't know what the answer is because the passing game, I do not think is that terrible. It's the fact that you do not have the receivers out there to set, create space and make Jacoby comfortable to, to make a throw. You see Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's going on a curl. It's a contested catch, can't do it. So maybe you need one other guy just to kind of make Jacoby comfortable. But like we have an efficient passing game when Jacoby is comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I don't and I don't disagree with that. Mm. It's I, I just don't I don't think that we're doing a good job of putting him in the best situation for the player that he is. Say everybody talks about say the running game. If you lose a yard or two on the first down, that doesn't mean that you have to automatically start throwing the ball. Mm. And that's what we do. You lose one yard one or two yards on the first down running the ball, we, we go straight to the pass. Incomplete, now it's third and, third and 11 or 12. It's okay to still run the ball on second down and get it to second and seven. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or third and seven, rather. It's, it's a, that's okay because it makes it more manageable. It makes it an easier throw for the quarterback. It makes it an easier play to call, but we don't do that. We'll run it. It's a negative play. We're not running it again. We're just going to pass it and hope we get it. That's the problem. It's not how, how many times you do it. It's when and how you do it. And that's where we're confused. That's what's not happening. That's what, that's what fans, that's what everyone is not understanding. They think, oh, we're behind. Oh, it's, it's second and 12 or it's third and 12. No, so what? So what is second and 12? Run the ball. If you're averaging five yards carry, now it's third and seven. That's a lot easier to get than third and 12. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's a problem. I don't say it's a end of the game problem. That's our entire game problem because we do it all the time. And so this is what's making it hard on the offense. And so now everybody's expecting Jacoby to go out there and be someone he's not. Yep. And then if he and, and he's been efficient 22 or 27 the other day, but I mean we're being it's, we're not putting him in a position to be to actually win the games. We're putting it on his shoulders to have to win the game, and that's the problem. Yep. We talked about that a little bit last week. So let me ask in the first quarter, I believe the the Ravens had a good punt, pinned us inside of our own 15, our own 20. Mm-hmm. Three straight runs with Kareem Hunt. Two of them got figured out, push us back basically to the goal line. Then we get, you know, three yards off of a third and 15, 16, whatever it was. Do you think Chubb should have been in there? See, for me, Nick's, Nick is the guy. He's the, and, but I don't necessarily think he has to be in there all the time. I think 
it's a, a, a scheme thing. Because if you look at other teams, if they want their best players to have the ball, they figure it out. So let's say me and Kevin Mack are in the backfield back in, in the 90s at the same time. You're not going to run the same plays with me as you are with him. <laughs> you, you're not going to say, okay, K-Mack, here, run the toss sweep. You're going you're gonna to run the power play inside. Yep. You're going to let me run. And that's what coaching is. Put the guys in the best position to make plays, use their abilities. And, and that's what I think we're, like, once again, that's what we're having a hard time doing. We think we just call a play, and just because someone's out there, it should work. This is, this is who should run it. No. You draft people. You sign people for the skill set that they have. Because when you see them, that's what you think. You say, oh, I can see him, us using him like this in our offense. But then guys get to, to a team and you don't use them like that. Yeah. You expect Anthony Schwartz to be, be Amari Cooper running routes and all that. That's not what you drafted him for. That's not what he did at Auburn. It's those kind of things that, that we, have to, we have to adjust to. It's not, it's not the, the plays don't make players. Players make plays. Mm. So put them in position to do so. Yep. I agree. And uh, there was, I don't know. The first drive looked great. Jacoby was seven for seven, I believe. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. Real quick. Doesn't the first drive always look great? I've noticed that. <laughs> you know why? Yep. The scripted plays. Yeah. That's right. So we it always looks great the first drive. First two drives, maybe. It's when we have to make adjustments. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Nope, you're good. <laughs> and that's that's a good thing though, because I think everybody has had problems with Stefanski not making adjustments throughout the game. And the Baltimore Ravens defense adjusted to our game plan. Then it became stagnant. And then we punted like four times in a row. It just we did not execute and it's another thing that keeps happening we let me say this might be a little bold we can't even blame this game on the defense this week like the defense contained Lamar fantastic they were great they had a couple plays where oh oh it, 10 yard gain whatever it was a, a little route that slipped past them then you go in and then you get a sack or a tackle for loss they played great and they did what they could. The offense just let us down. And it was like, I don't know. We can never have a balance of both teams playing great. If we have both sides of the ball playing great, three, all three stages of the ball playing great, and we lose, oh, no. It, it happens. We don't, know, we don't know if we'll lose like that because we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> exactly. We haven't seen that yet. So we don't know what could happen, the possibilities of what could happen if all three phases play well. We have not seen that yet, not one time. Yep. This year. It's, it's sad. It's concerning. But I got to give it to the defense. They did what they could. And th as you said earlier, they had the where's our leadership. There was a, a – yelling match in the locker room after the game uh, during some of the post-game press conferences. Stefanski said that's normal football. I've never been in a locker room have, after a bad loss or a string of bad losses. Is that a normal thing for 
a team to react. I mean, tempers flare. Guys are upset when when you when they're losing games, and some guys are more upset than others. Some guys react when they don't feel like guys are upset that they lost. But I can say this: I've never heard anything about where's the leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen reactions and 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 fights and everything in the locker room because that's just the competitive nature of everyone. And once again, some are more competitive than others. But where's the leadership? No, no, I haven't seen that. And and, and you know, and the, and there are times when I feel like I've been on teams where guys really didn't care for their head coach or they really didn't trust them. But there was there was never a where's the leadership kind of thing, right? And and I don't and I'm not saying it, it was directed solely at the head coach because that's a player thing as, as well, mm. right? That's a player thing as well. And so, but but the fact that no one knows who to turn to and when times are down. As a as a player, I don't know if I can look at another player for something when when times are down because I know he's going to give me this. Like I could look at a, a Bernie Kosar. I could look at a Clay Matthews, a Ozzie Newsom, a Hanford Dixon, Kevin Mack, you know, Reggie Lane. I could look at these guys and I know how they feel. And there's going to be some leadership there. Or even Bill, even though people didn't like him, you knew he was all in and he was going to explore every avenue to win. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is what's happening. And, 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 and it's, and, and for the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing from the players how lack of focus, guys don't know what to do. They don't, they don't know who to look to for leadership. This is this is ongoing. Yeah. Why is this, this is this week eight? Why are we still having these conversations? We should know who our leaders are. We should know where the leadership is coming from. Even if you don't know what to do, which we should still know what to do, right? That's worse. We don't have focus. I don't understand this, and I don't know. And I don't. And I don't know how do you get it. How do you get to this point? How do you get it in this situation when you're two and five, lose this one, and it's gonna get worse? Because that's how it goes. Guys are now worried about who am I gonna play for next year? Don't get injured if my contract is up. Don't get don't get hurt. So don't don't go stick your head in there because something might happen. It's things like that that start to come into come into play, and people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And and it makes it hard to go out there and play when you don't have everybody pushing all their chips in. You know, and, and so I, I've been on teams that were three and thirteen. I've been on two teams that three and thirteen. One in Cleveland, and and, and one in Atlanta. Now. The difference is the one in Cleveland in my second year, everybody still played hard. Like they were trying to prove something like they were trying to win the game. We just didn't win games in Atlanta. I didn't feel that way. I feel like guys were just trying to get through it. And, 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 and it's, and it's hard. And that's, and that's the, that's the place you can fall into right now. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I don't know. It, it's it's really upsetting because you look at the 2020 season and we had, I think it's kind of hard to not look at this team now and say, where's the veteran presence? 
you know, like I said last week, we have guys like Clowney, Garrett, Denzel. They've been in the league for a little bit, but that 2020 team had Troy Hill, had Malik Jackson, um, uh, Malcolm Smith. Like there are veteran guys on each each unit on that defense, and look at how they played. They were a fantastic defense. So well, in, towards the back half of the season, but. You know, they had people to rally around and they had people to pick them up. So when you drop all these guys and you have John Johnson, who's just with the DBs, I, Denzel is the second oldest DB and he's what, 24? He's young. There are a lot of guys on this defense that are young and I don't think they really know who to look for because Clowney doesn't want to have to deal with 21 guys coming up to him and asking him questions. It's just... I, I don't know. And I think that's something that the front office is going to have to look at. You have some pieces that you can move around. Maybe you get, I don't know who you can get, but somebody, somebody needs to come into this team and rally everybody up if they want to have a chance in hell of doing anything further down the line. When, when you think of all that you just mentioned, the players who you can possibly look towards, offensively and defensively, I'm I'm just trying to think about this. Who on that team has won? Mm-hmm. Like really won? Mm-hmm. Who? Can does anybody have a Super Bowl ring on that team? Nope. Has nope. anybody who's been to Super Bowl? Uh, John Johnson. Did he go the first time? Yeah. When they lost. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's so. No one knows how how to be a leader because no one's had to lead in the situation we were trying to win. You know, I, I saw an interview with Ed Reed the other day and it was talking about the locker room and he was talking about the little things. And he was talking about guys being in the locker room, they cut the tape off after practice and throw it on the floor. He's like, no, we cannot do that. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. Right, because the little things—you take things for granted. You you don't care. You throwing stuff around just because you expect somebody to come pick it up. It's the little things. You're not keeping your house clean. That's true. Right? If you if, if how are things gonna work? If you're not keeping your house clean. Yeah. And right now we're not keeping our house clean, mm-hmm. and we need to take care of it. It's it's definitely a a delicate spot right now, and I I would like to see. Uh, in some of these interviews later this week if people talk about it. I mean, Mary Kay Cabot said it might have been the defensive backs who were yelling the most. She said it sounded like an exorcism was being performed in that locker room. That's a problem, and it went on for a while. That's a problem. So I don't know. Maybe it is John Johnson who's saying, where is our leadership? Because I'm the only one who's doing anything. I would not doubt that. Something needs to be addressed. I don't know. We've talked about Kevin Stefanski being kind of a softy. I want to see what his approach is to this incident because you can't let that slide and say, oh, it's normal. Uh, We're frustrated. Yeah, everybody's frustrated. Now, go make a solution for it. Come out and win this week. And then maybe you're not going to be frustrated anymore. I don't know. I'm not, never been on that emotional side of football in a professional setting but i know on my couch i'm thinking 
what the hell is going on? Because it's frustrating, and we're losing games because of it. Hey, losing is terrible. Losing is terrible. Being in a locker room, losing is terrible. And and I don't and and, and you know once and some like like I said, sometimes you're gonna lose games. Sometimes other teams are just better than you. That has not been the case this year. Yep. That has not been the case. I can I can honestly, if we really think about this, it's probably one game that we we can say right now that okay, we lost. That's New England. Mm-hmm. And we still could have won that game. But but that I'll say that, and that would be six and one if we do the little things. And that's all three phases. That's guys making plays, that's guys lining up being in the right spot, that's guys catching all the balls, that's that's calling the right plays. It's like having the right people in there. And we have not done any of that every game. Mm-hmm. That's that's covering the punt. Gave up, we kick, we have a 59-yard punt the other day, give up a 50-yard return. Missing onside kicks, missing field goals, getting, getting, getting uh, field goals blocked, getting false starts on all on the field goals, things like that. It's the little things that we're not taking care of. Those little things add up. Because no one knows what the most important play of a football game is. So you have to play every play like it's the most important play of the game. And yeah. I don't and I don't think we do that. Mm-hmm. And I think in what four of our five losses, we've lost by like a combined nine points. Yeah. Like something ridiculous. Right. <clears throat> you we cannot have this happen. And you mentioned on the on the false start. I did not understand i think i saw jordan elliott on the far left side move for some reason because i know he i don't know what he was looking at that made him move but three guys jumped jumped the ball and then uh who who's the person that gives the the officiating person on the broadcast i forgot his name but he gave an explanation of it and he's like well they didn't touch anybody so it's not technically a neutral zone infraction or whatever he didn't touch anyone and he was like wasn't right over them. He was a couple players over or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And and which I had never heard that before. I thought if you you flinch somebody, you flinch them. That's that's what I thought. So that was that was new to me. But but still, you got to hold your water, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and 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 once again, there's there's some there's some calls. Jacoby got hit in the face. We don't call it. They don't call it. There's there's some things that happen, right? But you can't put yourself in position where you have to rely on refs to make calls or yep. not to make calls. Yep. That's what we're doing. We, we, we're, we're getting in these places where we, we need these calls to help us instead of just taking care of the business ourselves in between the white lines. And there was that, that third down ball to Amari that I pushed off, may have not pushed off, whatever it was. I think it's hand fighting, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I think he pushed off, yeah, but he yeah. too, and that's why he stopped. The mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe because in that situation, I didn't think there was any chance that Amari was catching that. So I think he, Jacoby might have been trying to go for a PI and then move the ball, which again doesn't make sense because I think it was like a third. It was a third and six at the most, yeah. third and four, something like that. Yeah, not very much to go, and I don't know. 
That's strange to me. I thought, you know, I, I and, and I thought that was a, a wonderful play other than obviously if he doesn't stretch the hand out, mm-hmm. then they won't call. If he just chicken winged him, they would they would have they would let it go. Which and I think he, he had the opportunity, but I think at that point he thought the deep defender had a chance of maybe knocking it down. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a good ball, it was a good play, but we know. Those are plays that we have to make in crunch time. We haven't made those plays in crunch time. Yep. Not in any any game. We haven't made those plays. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's why we're sitting at two and five and not six and one or or even seven and all. Because we're not making those plays when when the game's on the line. And and I don't know why we were not able to finish. I just can't figure it out. I don't know either. And going into a game against Cincinnati, another division opponent. Denzel Ward is in concussion protocol for the third week in a row. Going against Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, who has been going off quietly this year, T. Higgins, like that's going to be concerning. And yeah. and then you have a bye week after that. Hopefully you can figure some things out. Trade deadline is in about a week. Mm-hmm. I I think that it might be time to – start looking at this roster and moving some things around and look part of me is like please don't give Andrew Barry any more draft picks because I am kind of concerned about what is about his drafting process at the moment we've had like three draft picks pan out I don't know but you have people like Jack Conklin Kareem Hunt uh it's greedy you know some people want Delpit John Johnson gone that's a stretch, but it's time to evaluate this roster. And if you want to go for a last second Hail Mary and try to sneak into a wild card spot, I think we could see some moves coming in about a week. Well, we got to, things could happen if we don't win this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, and it's going to, and it's going to have to be quickly, you know what I'm saying? Because we played Monday night. And so, so, I, I, I would imagine in their minds they have a plan. I, I would hope that they have a plan. I mean, uh, analytically, I think they. I would think they do. <laughs> I would think they have a plan already, already in in place. If we win, this happens. If we don't win, this happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I would think. Who can we move? Who I, I would think. But you know, it's one of those things. We we play Monday night. We got. Like you said, Denzel in, in concussion protocol. These three dudes that you mentioned in, in the Bengals receivers, they just had almost 400 yards receiving themselves the other day. So that team is beginning to roll again. Their offense is firing on all cylinders again, like it was towards the end of last year. And so I, I'm, I'm worried because we got to keep them off the field. Mm-hmm. How do you keep them off the field if you incomplete, incomplete, and keep stopping the clock? Yep. How do you how do you do it? We can't we can't let the offense be on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. And that defense is kind of I don't know. I think they've kind of had a dip since last year. They allowed the Falcons to get twenty three points, but we allowed the Falcons to get twenty four points. Um, it's twenty six. I I don't know. I think this is going to be another very tough game. And I think you, if I'm the Bengals and I'm looking at the Browns, you are coming off of a division loss. 
it's time to hand you another one. And now that you have locker room turmoil, what does that say about you guys? And Jamar Chase was already talking the offseason about it's on site. And this there's a lot of hype for the Bengals going into this game on a Monday night on Halloween. It's I don't know. I, I'm really, really concerned. And I don't want to jump the gun, but if I'm going into a bye week and we let the Bengals hang 42 on us, is that time for a staff change? I mean, I know schematically nothing's really going to change. You get a, a dude out of there who apparently doesn't do anything. He's picked it up against Lamar, but he sees him twice a year for the past two years. So I would expect him to hold Lamar. Could it happen? I don't think so. I I, I just need to, I need the players to play better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, defensively, they, they, they still miss tackles. Yep. Nobody commits to tackling. You know, I, it's, I, no one just runs up in there like, I'm going to knock this guy's head off anymore. It's a bunch of catching. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's catch the guys he's running by and see if, and see if I can get him down. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. It's the NFL. Dudes are trying to score touchdowns. Because mm-hmm. that's what gets them paid. Yep. You can't be trying to catch some guys. And I know that I, I know when you look at some guys that think, oh, I'm a DB. I, I defend the pass. No, you you're a DB. You play defense. That means you tackle the ball. So they miss a lot of tackles. So I don't know, I don't know how a, a coach can help that. What, what can a coach do? He's not they, they don't practice. I, I think something just has to happen where they come together as a team and, and just have a moment where it just hits hits the locker room. <laughs> Lightning bolt strikes down on the locker room and and does something to them where they just have some fight. I mean, once again, I, I said it weeks ago. I just want to see these guys have some fight in them. Mm-hmm. And 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 a couple times we we've heard it. We've heard about the what just happened in the locker room. We've heard what these talks in the locker room after the game. It's always after the game. Why the hell can't we have it during the game? Yep. This is what I'm, this, after the game is over. What is that gonna? What is that gonna do? Mm-hmm. We need we need that fire in between the white lines on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays, whatever day it happens to be. But not in the locker room. That does no good. Nobody's padded up. There's not another team in there. Yeah. Why are we fighting each other? In this sport, you can legally fight the other team. <laughs> you can hit dudes as hard as you want. Just don't mm-hmm. use your helmet. And you're good. Yep. Take care of that. Do that. And we don't have to have these conversations in the locker room. We don't have they, then they don't have to get asked questions about what happened in the locker room. Oh, that's between the team. Yeah. Well, what happens on the field is between the world. <laughs> and and we're not seeing that same fight on the field as we're hearing about in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get a therapist or something in there and say, "Hey, you want to take out your anger? Focus on a on a white jersey. Go hit him." <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you know. For me, I just think that's loser's mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the, the expectations of, of losses are there. 
it's like everybody just thinks, you know, no matter what we do in the end, we're gonna lose. That's that's how I see it. When I'm when I'm watching it and just looking at when I'm at the games and looking at these guys on the sideline and and all that, I just I, I just don't see it. I just don't see the fight. Yeah, I and I mean everybody and everybody's not a vocal 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 person. Mm-hmm. Some people just go out there and play and do their job like Nick Chubb. But just imagine if one day he just went off. Imagine if he went off. Even though that's not him, he just went off. Now everybody knows it's serious. Because mm-hmm. that's not him. We don't get that though. That would no. be something. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of the best running backs in this league. And not a chance we hear of him saying, damn, I want the ball more. Mm-hmm. When everybody else does. Yeah. Receivers do it. And then we think it's wrong. No, that's not wrong. That's competitive. That's being competitive. And we don't see it. We don't see it. Yeah. I I definitely think it is time to get another vocal leader in there. And look, I mean, Amari Cooper, he's he's shown at times in Dallas that he he can kind of have a voice. He occasionally yells after a touchdown. I've seen that a couple of times. And I, I don't know. People seem to view him as somebody that they can go and talk to. So I, I really don't know what it is. I think during the trade deadline, we may see a move or two that literally just ignites a fire in them for the rest of the season. And hopefully that comes with better play. And you went out and got Deion Jones. Deion Jones may be a vocal leader. I don't know if he is or not, but like he didn't play very well on on Sunday. I mean, and he may be a vocal leader. It's his first week. I, I get it. Yeah. Right. It's his first week there. Th- doesn't really know schemes. And why are guys going to listen to him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just got there. He doesn't know what they've been going through in their locker room. Right. I mean, it, it, it's different. It's different if you're saying, okay, I'm bringing Tom Brady in midway through the season. Yeah. Someone who's won all the time. That's different. You know, or or Aaron Rodgers, even if people don't like him. But I'm just saying, if you bring someone in, then it's easier to listen to these guys, right? But we're talking about Deion Jones, who, who's been a good player, but he hasn't won anything. Yep. And so I'm, I'm fresh off fresh off the bus into a new locker room. Do I expect these guys to listen to me? I have to go out and prove myself first, right? And that's the situation with him. So it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And, and, and unfortunately, we don't have that time. Not if they're trying to get to the playoffs. They got to win Sunday. I mean, Monday. They have to win Monday. They have to. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it's over. I agree. It's over. I don't care if Deshaun comes back though for 2,000 yards in six games. 3,000. It's not going to happen. It's over. It's just going to look flashy. 
but it's over. We're not going playoffs. One hundred percent. So we we we're already behind the tiebreaker on teams. We got Jets in front of us. <laughs> we got, we got, them dudes ain't won a game since Joe Namath. <laughs> we, we got teams like that in front of us because we can't recover onside kick. Little things. Because we're not keeping our house clean. Got to clean it up. Mm-hmm. We got to win this Monday. We have to. We do. Yeah. Ghosts and goblins. Hopefully after the game, we see the Browns book the plane ticket to Cancun or something. Spend a little time there. Get to know each other a little bit better. Go out and off of the bye week, maybe play a good game. Oh, and then, by the way, off of the bye week, you have the Bucks, the the Bills, the Dolphins, the, the whoever. So once again, we're not good enough to be thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I'm thinking that far ahead just because we're not good enough to know. do that. Yeah. We we're, we're we're basically one day at a time, guys. We gotta win. We gotta win Monday, man. We gotta handle this business Monday. Yep. Let's hope that we can get better. And I will print out a t-shirt, wear it on Monday, and hope that we get better. Right. I advise you to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get better. We gotta get better. We know that. <laughs> We do. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.